0: Does the Warriors suck?
1: Yeah. I told Hi guys, you. it's Monday, oh, April fifth.
0: Oh, it's oh, the Two that. and a
1: Half Hoopers, Francisco Garcia's favorite basketball podcast. I'm here with Josh. Hey guys, and I'm here with George <laughs> Martin, coming to you live from Depressionville.
2: Very <laughs> sad after what transpired yesterday. UCLA got cheated out of a Final Four victory. I don't want to hear anything else. Rest
1: versus I... UCLA. Huh? Rest versus UCLA
2: yeah that's that's what
1: it was
0: yeah the refs so, but... re- the refs really had something to do with that half court game winner
1: yeah the the, the refs really did call game <laughs> but um don't worry yeah.
0: george baylor will take care of him for you i don't want to no, see Gonzaga won't. win
1: after that Drew timmy all right we got a good show for you guys uh, recap very busy weekend uh, i don't know how much george watched but he's knowledgeable he'll figure it out uh george's halftime as always and then uh we're going to start a new segment here, uh, so that I don't have to keep thinking of new ideas to end the pod. <laughs> uh, we're going to give our top ten on uh, every position, maybe top five uh, for, you know, the less deeper positions like power forward and shooting guard. Uh, we got top ten point guards in the league right now, uh, all of our opinions, so stay tuned for that. Uh, remember, if you like what you hear, make sure to follow our socials and send Twitter at Troopers, Drop a comment, get a shout out, yada, yada, yada. You know the drill. Um, but very busy podcast, so we'll start on Friday, April 2nd. Uh, one day after April Fool's Day, so all these games did count. Uh, Raps smacked the hell out of the Warriors, 130-77. Uh, Celtics beat the Rockets, 118-102. Uh, Grizzlies beat the Timberwolves, 120-108. Uh, Hornets beat the Pacers, 114-97. There was more basketball. Hawks beat the Pelicans, 126-103. Jazz beat the Bulls in a pretty good one, uh, 113-106. Uh, Suns beat the Thunder, 140-103 for the second biggest blowout of the night. And King- Lakers beat the Kings, 115-94. Uh, that made a three-game win streak for Lakers without LeBron and AD. Uh, we get to what happened on Sunday, but they ride right high on a Friday. Uh, first off, we got Josh's look ahead. Uh, it was the Mavs and Knicks, so I'll let him take the lead on this one after I set the table. Uh, Luka had a good game with 26, and Randall and Barrett combined to shoot eight for 31. Knicks uh, now the seventh seed are now five and five in their last ten. Uh, not this game sp- specifically, but other games leading up to this five and five in the last ten kind of has to do with execution in the fourth quarter. Uh so you could either touch on that or just this game in general, Josh, what do you see from your, your look at
0: um, Derek Rose played. That's he came, he came off the bench. He had like 25. This was a uh, beside Randall uh, Tom Thibodeau kind of gave everybody a break. And for good reason that this game was not good. It, it, it just was ugly. It was like a mid two thousands game where the score is just so God awful low and they just don't know how to put the ball in the basket. But, uh, at just kind of disappointing, the Knicks seemed like they were doing something right. They were ahead for a good amount in the second quarter, and then they just started missing everything. And the only the only bright spot I really think for the uh, for the Knicks is that they have a lot of capable twenty plus scores off the bench. Uh, some of them don't show up today, but uh, you have quickly and Burks, and sometimes they just throw Reggie Bullock on the bench for no reason. Those guys have been kind of putting the ball in the basket, but not today. That's about it, though. It was kind of a disappointing game.
1: Uh, George, anything? Uh,
2: Yeah, I don't got much on this game. I'm just going to be a little stat junkie for this, and then we can move on. Nobody scored over 30 in a quarter. Uh, and then the Knicks shot 36% from the field and 32% from three. That's just not going to get it done. So everything that Josh said was right. And D-Rose one for 10. So, yeah, he, he played. Not effective. Was this D-Rose's first game back? No,
1: I believe it was like his second or third, but because they, they need to get him starting again desperately, yeah. Because Elfer paint should not be he has a good stat sheet normally. Take it well, is
0: a one month ramp up to get 25. Well, here close minutes, I'll, so.
2: I'll give you this uh, Peyton played 14, Dear played 25, so I mean, it doesn't really matter about you know starting or not, it's more closing lineups and stuff, so you don't have to worry about that. But he is ramping up, uh, from his COVID battle, so.
1: Yeah, and then, like I said, normally they get away. Uh, Randall always finds different ways to contribute, you know, 11 assists in this one. Uh, Mm -hmm. But he normally shoots pretty inefficient. If it's a 50%, it's a good day for Randall. Uh, And it kind of seems like it's catching up. I I haven't seen him shoot at 50% in a while. This one, five for 20. Like I said, him and RJ struggled. Mm -hmm. So um, obviously still all-star talent. This team has what it takes to get a top seed in the East for sure. Uh, I know Adam Silver's rigging these brackets, make sure we don't get a heat next first rounder. Because Adam, that is just, that's horrible television. <laughs> Adam Silver has a lot worse things on his plate right now than one singular
2: playoff series. So, And what would that be? Um, the NBA product as a whole in terms of these games and actually, great segue. I don't know if you meant to do this or not, but I actually have something pulled up. So on Friday night, there were 10 games. Uh, nine of them were decided by double digits with a 22-point margin of victory. Games won by 53, 37, 23, and 21. And the closest game was the Jazz beating the Bulls by seven. And that's just been a story of the season. We've we've harped on it. Injuries taking out uh, marquee matchups. The no fans aspect making it hard for these teams to claw back into these games. Because the fans have the, they're, they're like invaluable. A team goes on a little run and the fans rally them up. They get going. It's a huge momentum boost. Now, if you're down 15 and, you know, you get like a 7-0 run, it's like, while you still have a lot more to go and no fans, doesn't really get up. And I just hope by playoffs – I know there's not going to be a lot of fans in arenas, but everybody just gets to the finish line moderately healthy and you go from there in the playoffs.
1: Well, yeah, and then uh, and we were getting frustrated trying to figure out what games to talk about. Normally it's, all right, you got a 10-game slate. There's probably four good ones. The rest you can kind of ignore. Now we got 10 bad ones and we got to figure out, okay, which bad games are we going to try and make a topic out of? And that makes it tough for, you know, guys with two followers on their podcast. It, that, it, I can't imagine what's going to be on Monday. There's not going to be any basketball. It's going to be more NFL draft coverage because there's just no, nothing to talk about in the NBA right now. And that's mostly injuries. And then, like you said, as far as just like uh, different matchups, like 22-point margin of victory, that's mm-hmm. not going to intrigue the fans. Uh, Josh, where do you kind of stand on this? I assume you agree about any other things to add for it?
0: No, you guys kind of hit it on the nose, honestly.
1: Well, good stuff. Well, uh, only one we're going to talk about on Friday. Uh, Bucks Blazers was a pretty good one. Uh, went final, 127-109. Yeah, pretty good one means 18-point win, but it was fun fun watch. Uh, this was a national TV game, so I'll name some stats you guys can discuss. Uh, Giannis continued to prove me right that he belongs to the MVP combos. He had 47-12. and 12. Uh, Drew Holiday also had a good game as he scored 22 and didn't let Dame go for 50. Kept him... Around that 50% uh, area, scored about 31 points. Uh, Dame did, so good stuff for Drew on defense. Uh, what stuck out for you guys, in this one? Uh, who wants to t- start us off?
0: George, would you like this one?
2: Uh, sure, if you'll uh, ask me to take it, I'll go. So I'm going to go a little bit of a different route that you guys probably thought I was going to talk about. You know, Yanni's my my Greek guy, but uh, this is kind of going to be a Drew Holiday appreciation segment here i hope josh didn't want to talk about him because i'm kind of going to take the ropes here but his last eight games he's averaging 22 7 and 5 on 58 48 88 splits and all nba first team level defense and he actually got an extension today we'll talk about that a little bit later but he's really really going to be impactful for them come playoffs and he adds a little bit of a different element that they've had in seasons past because usually it's just It's Yannis with the wall, and Chris Middleton tries to help him, but he hasn't really had great postseason help. But, I mean, we've seen Drew in the past absolutely contained a guy like Dame in 2018 when the Pelicans played him, swept him. So we'll we'll see what happens, but I absolutely love this fit for them, and it's going to really help come May, June. Josh?
0: I mean, George took what I was going to say. But it's kind of nice because you know, we've seen those glimpses and Drew Holiday's kind of struggled with a lot. So it's kind of nice to see him in that role. And he's uh, flourishing in it, I should say. Uh, the Blazers, uh, only thing I really got to say is the bench uh, didn't show up. And that's kind of dis- disheartening and you know, with often with defensive teams like this, we talked about, uh, or I talked, I kind of harped on this, like they lost Gary Trent Jr. So now it's really offense or bust. And like, these aren't even terrible shooting percentages, like Covington 55, Dame 53, CJ let 44, like they could be better. Mellow 16% Norman Powell 33, but it, it just goes to show that when you don't have any, uh, super super amazing stat lines offensively they don't really have much else to rely on and they got absolutely throttled by Giannis so that's kind of concerning when you realize that you can't outscore a team like that
1: well yeah so they got the best player in the Norman Powell trade which was Norman Powell Uh, but it did force Derek Jones Jr. kind of into the doghouse uh, 11 minutes here but only player to have a Positive plus minus. I'm in my George bag. Second time I'm mentioning plus minus, uh but Derringer Junior plus three. Everyone else was a negative. Well, so I, Mello huh? was a Mello was a zero. <laughs> That's true.
0: mellow shooting percent. Mello's it does say plus zero single handedly. It just
1: says zero on that. mine. So I don't. I don't. I didn't. I failed ESPN every math class I've ever taken. That, so he, I don't know if the it's way, a positive he, negative the way number, he was playing, playing not, it
0: was a minus zero. Man. Yeah.
1: If it's zero, benefit of the doubt goes to the two for 12 shooting. percent. I goes to the runner in this case, negative. <laughs> um, but uh, not, I think Powell needs to switch to the bench. Uh, they have enough offense in that starting lineup. And I was watching Powell. I'm like, he's got the attributes for, to play defense. And then, you know, the guys on no dunks, two, two of them are dire draft fans. Like this guy does not play defense. He never will. He never could. And he, I'm watching this on national TV. I'm like, oh, my God, he can't stop anyone. It's also a and lot they, harder in a Terry Stott scheme than it is in a Nick Nurse scheme. Yeah. And they got Roko, who's still, you know, 3 and D. But, like, they, they need to put Derek Jones Jr. back in to help him out. And then just run, run with Enos Cancer, Powell, and Melo. You can go offensively on the bench. You can do that. I mean, look at Lil Will, Jamal Crawford. These guys didn't play a look defense. They were sixth man of the year. You can go all offense on the bench, but just put some defense in the starting lineup. And we're starting to see, you know, Rodney Hood wasn't a great defender, but, I mean, you, he's better than Powell. Gary Trent not a great defender. He's better than Powell, though. Oh. So, like, I don't know – on defense. Um, so, I don't know if they made the right move getting Powell, but, I mean, time will tell. Maybe he just needs to fit in a little bit. Um, Anything else to add from that game? Uh,
2: Yanni didn't miss a field goal. Only three threes. <laughs> he went 18 for 18 from the field. Just wanted but- to say. He George, three, he, right? didn't,
0: he didn't miss anything inside the three-point line, buddy. He missed three threes. I
2: said from inside the field.
0: You said three is from the inclu- field. <laughs> the the th- th- three-point line. Um, we
1: are moving yeah, that's on. True. That's Saturday, true. April 3rd. Uh, Mavs beat the Wizards 109-87. Uh, he beat the Cavs 115-101. Nick smacked the Pistons almost as bad as the Warriors got smacked uh, 125-81. Uh, Blazers smashed the Thunder 133-85. And Bucks beat the Kings one twenty nine one twenty eight. Uh, Drill Embiid made his return to the court, and it went uh, it went all right. Uh, Sixers beat the Timberwolves one twenty two one thirteen. Uh, Embiid had twenty four in his return in limited minutes, and Cap played pretty good game against him, going for thirty nine and fourteen uh, takeaways from Embiid coming back, or the Timberwolves hanging on in this one. Uh, Josh us off here.
0: Um. When watching this game in the highlights, you kind of realize that a lot of Cat's points come from the 16 minutes that they were not on the court together. And beat only played 28, a little bit of a minutes restriction. He played fine, I think. Just needs to ramp up a little bit, but Cat kind of looks back to normal. We've kind of harped on this a lot, and. That's a good thing. I would say uh, very positive sign. The one very few positive signs for the Minnesota Timberwolves sitting at the bottom of the West, but uh, Tobias Harris only missed four shots and 32 and 32. I mean, if they're shooting like this, <laughs> if they're doing stuff like that, they get him beat back to where he was at the beginning of the year. This team is very, very dangerous. They they did not go anywhere without Embiid, and now they have Embiid back. It is, this is a very scary team, even though the stats look like this was a lot closer. It really felt like Philly, Philly was in control most of the game, and if they just had their full normal rotation without minutes restriction, weren't having to overcompensate for Embiid coming back, I honestly think this game could have possibly been a blowout. But no, it's nice to see Philly kind of back with their full lineup do cat
1: and Embiid have previous beef yes like actual beef
0: yeah because i think joel like threw him on the ground and and like cat like almost tried to knock him out oh i know and... this
1: game but like any like before this that do they not like each yes. other yes yes okay they do not like each is other Because this, i didn't this, this game was Embiid very very mid for Embiid. he was like he got yeah. dunked on and then he like got done an and one which wasn't really a foul they started like like air humping, and I was like, What's oh, going yeah. on here? Yeah. I was yeah. like, What no, is this? this...
0: No, and then, yeah, Kat...
2: yeah, cat goes up for layup. And... Yeah, they I'm looking up, a... yeah, uh, in 2019, Embiid and cat got in a fight.
0: Cat tried to kill him.
1: I have, oh, I that, have it that was when Cat right had the baby dreads, right? Yep, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. And so, it was, yeah. I didn't really like this game from Embiid. He, he really he was very meh for me, and then he was also just being kind of a, a bad sport. I, don't... I didn't like it, uh, especially that cat foul. Um, I don't know what. I maybe didn't want to get dunked on again, but yeah, very uh, very mid game for me from Embiid. George, what'd you see here?
2: I don't have much. It was just nice seeing the center battle. You know, we don't get too many of these top player at each position battles this season. I don't think we got Jokic versus Embiid once, and it was just good to see them going back and forth. Even though there was like, I think they shot a combined 40 free throws. It was just a lot of a lot of drama going on, but.
1: Good, good TV, nonetheless. I don't want to make this like a plug into the trade machine, but i am just Free been thinking. It is cat. He's twenty five. Does he fit this timetable of Anthony Edwards and McDaniel's and the pick they're going to have this year? Do you I see? F- do you see any sort of trade happening soon? Whether he requests that well, let me get for him.
0: Let me rebuttal with a question: What kind of trade could you possibly make for Carl Anthony Towns, where there's I know it's very hard to will give you the benefit of the doubt where you get like even half of the value that he brings to that team right now. And then how does that translate into D'Angelo Russell, who's kind of the same age equivalent because the same draft class. So I don't think you get a, personally, I don't think you get anything near as valuable as cat or even D'Lo. If you want to get into the specifics of it, I know the timetable is kind of off, but it's not too far off to where I'm completely concerned. I think, Having like a group of guys in like that nineteen to twenty five range is good, uh, but I, I even if they trade Cat for like the Oklahoma City Thunder's entire <laughs> <laughs> draft for until Before like twenty chest. twenty seven, I still don't think that's as like that's a value because like it's not you gotta it's like a, a high risk marks. high reward because you don't know. Yeah, exactly. The question marks you don't know with Cat you kind of know what you get, so.
2: I think he fits their timetable in terms of what they want for the future. But yeah, in terms of an offer, I mean, it's going to have to be got, you know, godfather level. Almost even, even with the AD one, really, BI obviously is an all-NBA guy. Lonzo's kind of getting there. But even the picks weren't even the greatest because they're not going to get many high picks out of it. So I honestly would look more into... If you're going to use the pick this year, if they get it, I'm more interested in moving D'Lo because we've talked about this. How are the three-headed Beasley and Edwards and Delo How are they going to coexist with, you know, one basketball? Because Cat's fine.
1: I think he's, he's their focal point. He's their franchise guy. So, Well, I want to ask about that. Is it still going to be his squad for the foreseeable future? Because Anthony yeah. Edwards is chucking up the same amount of shots as Cat is. Well, yeah, and he's getting, he's, he's getting well, a little more efficient.
2: There's also two main ball handlers that are out right now easily suspended well I think he just came back uh and then D'Lo's been out with a knee injury so
0: I think we're not giving D'Angelo Russell the benefit of the doubt he's missed this significant portion of time and like I really want to see them full lineup before I really make any like set decisions because we can speculate all you want but at the end of the day what happens if you trade one of them and all of a sudden they become like this intense glue guy for another competitive team. And now you're just instantly regretting it because you don't give it a shot.
1: Yeah. Cause right now looking at, it, they got a, they got a solid young starting lineup. Even without yeah. their pick this year. So exactly. yeah, we'll, we'll end it there. But I was, I was just wondering kind of where you guys fall in the whole cat situation. Cause he's the next guy I kind of see, uh, if Beal staying in Washington. Like he's the next guy I see kind of being like, maybe I want
0: out in prison for the next 10 years of his <laughs> NBA career
1: uh paces had one of the more impressive wins of the season they beat the spurs on the road without Brogdon or sabonis final 139 133 in ot this is the carousel vert game i was begging for he uh, had 26 and above 50 percent shooting Paces all around got some great con- contributions contributions from everyone uh derosa missed the game winning shot in regulation the spurs just looked flat in ot only scoring seven and giving up 13 hence the 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 six point difference uh, what caught your eye from this one guys i'll start with josh
0: um you kind of said it. you kind of said my whole point they just look the spurs look kind of flat i mean that i don't know if that's a real big concern or anything. but honestly it kind of looked like indiana just wanted it more toward the end of the game i don't know if that's going to be an issue going on i don't think we've really seen that uh from san antonio but maybe just something to take note of uh edmund sumner also uh he put in Green a very legend. productive put a very productive 29 minutes and teacher McConnell is always an excellent teacher for them. Uh, this was just a, this is just one of those. We talk about this all the time. It's just one of those games where it's like, that was a really good game to watch. Like I I sat down and genuinely enjoyed a game of basketball, like without any of like the extra excess drama that goes into it. Kind of like the storytelling that a lot of the games have, especially in the playoffs. This was just, you know, two teams wanting to win the game. One of them was a little bit uh, injury Injury-ridden, but they got the job done.
1: So I'll beat George to it. I'll read the stat sheet. Uh, Spurs have three players score over 20-20, and then they have four players that score 15 or more. So that's that, that's something basketball there. And then Indiana, Karis like I said, 26. And then 18-18 and 18 from, you know, Miles Turner, McConnell, and Aaron Holiday. Uh, they're going to have some qu- the, some uh, some stuff to deal with this offseason because they got McDermott and uh, TJ McConnell, uh, free agents, and... I mean, TJ had the, basically the game ceiling shot this game. So you're gonna have a lot of decision to make there. Um, and then the only thing else I have to add, uh, just watching this game, the Spurs announcer, I, don't, I can't tell if he matches the Hornets announcer's energy or if he rips it off because he's just yelling and stuff. And then it's like definitely Patty, a ripoff. Nobody Mills matches. Patty Mills will make a, will make a three Eric and he'll be Collins. like, shrimp on the ball bay. And I'm like, this is sick. I like this. He'll, be, he'll make a three. He's like, good day, mate. I'm like, okay. Okay, I'm kind of it's still
0: the same guy that they've had for the last few years, right? Yeah,
1: it's the same guy, yeah.
0: Well then I don't know why you're talking about ripping him off. He started the oh mama thing. Like come <laughs> on, give him give him some respect.
2: George. Eric Collins generated hum diddly d. Ain't no ain't nobody taking that from him. All
1: right, all right, bleach report. You got anything to add? Hum diddly d no, I think at this point I was uh having a anxiety attack you simply didn't UCLA. watch the game uh jazz made history making 18 threes in the first half against the magic and crushed them uh 137 91 um which made the most of them with six threes and this game was over after the end of then at the end of the first quarter 38 to 20 uh jazz now have a nine game win streak and do we to stop the hate here is it nine well then
0: tw- why, 2015 why, what, hawks why are we why are we talking about that Haw- george hawks. if this wasn't a good hawks. game huh I mean why are we they, talking about them?
2: <laughs> they set history. We kind of have to talk about it. Uh, you know. Don't say half.
1: I don't understand why they three, so. three point Their
2: three-point shooting has been the tale of their season, and I want to keep talking about it when they fail in the postseason, how we can rip them down okay, about okay, it.
0: Okay, but I'm gonna keep it I'm I'm gonna keep it straightforward with you. A team with Dwayne Bacon and Wendell Carter in the starting lineup is not a team. I actually want to talk about Wendell
2: him. Carter. Another double double for him. I think it's Chicago it's was garbage. holding him it's back. It's
0: garbage minutes. It's Chicago garbage minutes. was it's holding garbage.
1: him back. He it's is a new newfound garbage. player.
0: No, Wendell garbage.
1: Carter Jr. has been playing well. Also, this same Magic team beat the Clippers, guys.
0: Okay. Also, R.J. Hampton played 30 minutes and he had 12 and 8. That's kind of impressive. So he's getting his he's getting his minutes, but. Wait, I, I, George, George just wants to like... Oh, Ingles emphasize. was
2: a game high plus 35. <laughs> thank, thank God for that.
0: Thank goodness. I, George wants to just kind of harp on the uh, success that Utah has at the three-point line, just so when they ultimately fail, George can have a field day. Despite with them. a
2: shot, six for seven from three. If he does that in a second round playoff series, He, he also did that doomed. in
0: 20 minutes, by the way. Like the, the rotation <laughs> for Utah was... The leading minute person off the minute starting person. lineup was uh, Bojan with twenty three. I Wild. just want to say
1: because I, I don't I I don't think I have to switch sides here because like I I don't think the Jazz is going to win the title, but like we can't just keep saying they're going to yes, miss the can. playoffs. No, we We're can't gonna, because Donovan Mitchell yes, has the can. most points scored in a playoff yes, series we ever.
0: We can't, and they lost, oh, and they okay. lost, they lost to a team that ended up
1: being the best bubble team besides probably the heat
0: okay huh? let me let me explain They me, lost to the nuggets here's the thi- here's the thing yeah
1: besides the heat the nuggets they lost Lakers? here's the thing the you, Lakers here's be- the thing
0: No, it's not like anybody saying utah is playing are Utah's going to lose in the first round? Like, I'm looking at it. If the Grizzlies play Utah in the first round because they're eighth right now, just hypothetically, they're beating the Grizzlies. They're just beating them. Like, there's not, there's nothing case in point. But the main emphasis that I think George and I both agree on is that when Utah starts to play these teams like Phoenix, Clippers, Lakers, Nuggets, even the Blazers in the second round, now we're talking like, oh, No way they can keep up with these experienced teams. It doesn't matter that Donovan Mitchell scored the most points. That that bubble thing we're learning more and more that it's like it wasn't as much as it didn't mean as much for some teams. And Utah has had a successful regular season. Nobody's taken that away from them. But we've just seen this so many times where this team like just accelerates through the regular season and then they get to the postseason and they just get beat out by these teams that know what they're doing.
1: So how come we praise Drew Holiday for beating up on these in the Bucks for beating up on these bad teams, but we can't give the props to the Utah Jazz? Portland's a bad team. The Utah beat the Grizzlies three times in this win streak. I don't know what you're trying to say here.
0: No, nobody. (laughs) I just we're
1: we're holding the Jazz to an unfair standard. I feel like
0: because they're the number one seed. Okay, and you. And, and the thing and, is, and this is the Drew we're, Holiday
1: Appreciation Podcast. We're, apparently, we're to, oh, yeah. We're yeah. Talking,
0: yeah, we're appreciating Drew Holiday because it's been a minute since we've seen Drew Holiday play at this kind of level. Drew Holiday also presents can,
2: something that the team he's on hasn't had the past few years in their postseason
0: runs. That's also a very fair point. I think it's kind of it's different because it's a player versus a team. We're talking Drew Holiday is like the missing puzzle piece potentially for the Bucks, whereas the Utah Jazz is an entire team we're talking about the team success also than just the players individual success
2: the whole kind of like shitting on them thing isn't really that that's not what i'm trying to do here it's just more of it's more of how they're winning and how they're going through this season is kind of i mean it's just really we're kind of holding them to high standards right now because they have just been so dominant throughout the season i mean at one point they had won 20 of 21 and they were beating multiple teams by double digits and it's more of just a question like you know can it withstand and I know you're trying to be like, well, at this point it has, but we're just trying to evaluate how the game changes in the playoffs. More half court offense slows down shorter rotation team scheme, you know, on defense. So that's what we're just trying to ask. You know, jazz have been impressive. They've been clearly the best team maybe outside of Brooklyn the whole season. So
1: I don't know why my voice just died, but yeah. Uh, So let me rephrase it then. Um, I, w- I was more of a Bucks as a whole thing, and then you guys were pre- giving props to Drew Holiday, so I focused on him. Yeah. But is it fair to say the Bucs and the Jazz are the same team, different conference?
0: No, because no. the Jazz, this is, I believe, the first year where really they're, the expectations are kind of where they are. Because we've kind of ex- seen them as a second-round exit for as long as we can remember. And now they're the first seed, so now they have like a legitimate shot at like making the finals, even though we don't think so. Milwaukee has had this thing for the last like two, three years. They've had the MVP, Defensive Player of the Year. They're the number one seed. They should be cruising to the finals. Like a team, people have had them winning the finals. This is the first year where people are actually picking Utah for in, in a while. So I don't think they're. But the it same still team. does
1: revolve around. Can Milwaukee beat the wall, and can Utah make their shots? It's that well, one that, thing.
0: Well, that, well, yeah, that's that's the narrative. But Milwaukee has had that issue for a few more years than Utah has had that issue. So I think now people are just starting to recognize it because of it's just they're shooting out of their mind right now. That's why they're the number one seed. But I guess in that narrative aspect, you do have a point.
1: Well, uh, I did mention the Bucks. Uh, Beating the Kings without Giannis in the in the uh, the little preview thing, but we're gonna deep dive a little bit more on it here. Uh, they win the weekend, sweep it, beat the Kings, 128-127 uh, 120 without Giannis. Another great Drew Holiday game, as you know. Apparently, no, I hate him. Uh, he had 33 and 11. Uh, he earned his contract, in just this weekend they extended him. Uh, we'll get to that. But uh, Fox showed his best to compete, but Drew Holiday was playing both sides, from the 27 on 24 shots. Uh, pretty quick here. Uh, just doesn't press they won without Giannis. Uh, what would you guys see, George? Lopez didn't look washed this game. <laughs> 26 L- on 11 of 13. L- L- Lopez
0: was watered this game.
2: Um, It's it's interesting to see uh, the Kings having 128 on this defense. I know they were obviously missing their defensive player of the year in this one, but, I mean, the Lakers had contained the steam without LeBron and AD the night before. So a little bit of a worry. I know their defense at times, the Bucs, has been a little bit inconsistent, but I'm not going to make it a huge point. Since their point was out, but nothing really else to take away from this. Josh,
0: uh, absolute cringe on the Kings' part for not being able to capitalize off of the rebounding. Bucks won the rebounding matchup, forty-seven to forty. DeVincento had fourteen rebounds. You're not going to win a game if you can't out rebound a team without Giannis.
1: Uh, so just now. You know, they, they Drew Holiday is doing exactly what he's supposed to come in here and do and what we all believe he could be that that guy that Chris Middleton can't be and kinda of just take the pressure off Giannis. Um I do kind of just want to get like cause now we're seeing what this Bucks team can really be with Drew Holiday here. Um do you have them still penciled in third behind the Sixers of the Nets? Do you think that's just gonna it's a collision course that has to happen as Nets uh Nets Sixers? Or do you think Milwaukee it's really a three three horse race now?
2: Yeah, I think it's a three-headed race. I mean, there's so many components that come into this. You know, coaching, past postseason success, schemes, all that, and just how teams so play. 0 for
1: three for the Bucks, huh? for three for the Bucks on no, on those standpoints.
2: Yeah, I know. Unfortunately, because their coach is horrible, they haven't had great postseason success, and they get schemed out of playoffs. But I mean, you kind of look at Philly, their head coach. Six or Nets have a rookie head coach, but. They obviously have the best experience of any team. Health is their problem. So I really just think it's going to come down to health and just uh, how the Bucks are going to be interesting because Drew is something they haven't had, which we've talked about. And I really want to see if they do run into a team that walls them, if Drew will help them beat it. Because if not, they'll go out in whatever round they play that team. Josh.
0: I haven't seen enough for them to throw them into the three three-headed race. I think they're penciled in at third because they got better, but Philly's playing out of their mind, and they got better, and Brooklyn obviously got better. So it's very difficult for me to just kind of throw them in there, especially seeing uh, just some of the regular season games where they kind of just mess up.
1: I feel like every pod we have to do this. If the Heat and Bucks match up in the first round, who you got?
0: Give me the Bucks this time
2: around. I know – I know it goes against everything I've said, but I think the Heat worry me a little bit with just their like how, how their inability to put up a lot of points. It just There's been a lot of games, even fully healthy, they'll score 90, 80, and they're not playing great teams. They obviously have the coaching aspect by a lot, but I feel like Giannis has figured it out a little bit more. The way he scores could help beat a wall. He has a lot better post-game. He can hit middies, fades. He's been a lot better all around. This has been his best season, in my opinion, even though his stats are a little bit down. So I have more confidence in him. It's just going to come down to the rest of the guys and what Bud does with his rotations.
1: Josh. I'm taking Miami. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's Georgia against the world. Uh, So that was Saturday. Saturday. Easter Sunday, uh, it, was, it was mid. Uh, Close beat the Lakers, 104-86. Uh, Celtics beat the Hornets, 116-86. Uh, beat the Sixers, 116 Pelicans beat the Rockets, 122-115. And then Nuggets beat the Magic, 119-109. Uh, first one we're going to touch on here, but not a whole lot. It's more of just the narrative type thing. Uh, Bulls got their first win with Booch uh, against the Nets of all people. Uh, final, 115-107. Kyrie only moved the big three that played, uh, but that meant a larger role for newcomers like Blake and uh, LaMarcus. Every Bulls starter scored in double figures, led by Levine. Uh, things looking up for the Bulls here, and then just kind of taking advantage of a Nets team that, you know, obviously no Harden, obviously no KD? Um, A mm. little bit of both.
0: You got to give credit where it's due. I, the Bulls really look like a complete team, like for the first time since they've gotten the, the Vooch trade, I think. And uh, they had two double-doubles in the starting lineup. Levine did his thing. And even though the Nets, you know, I, we've seen how good this Nets team is, even without, like, two of their guys. So, like, you got to give them a little bit of credit, I think. George? Um,
2: I do like how um, this, they started. They had Thaddeus Young, Patrick Williams, and Vooch. Oh, something's playing. Cause you guys okay, hear that? You're good. <laughs> okay. Um, and, and just their benchmarking in uh, Troy Brown and, and Tice. I like that a lot more than they've had in, in this season alone. So, Booch is just also a Nets killer, 22 and 12. I mean, I think he's had a double-double in every game they've played uh, against the Nets when he was with Orlando. But Thad Young and, and Patrick Williams as a front court potentially, that could scream really well defensively, especially with Patrick Williams' potential and him being compared to Kawhi Leonard from a lot of people.
1: So, uh, thoughts on, well, I know, I know what the thoughts will probably be, but it looks like Marcus came in and we we're like, Oh, playbook card and Nick Lachs and minutes are getting cut another DNP for Deandre Jordan. We fans yeah. of that. Um, yeah. I'm fans of DJ getting DNPs, DNPs, but Clax
2: only had eight minutes.
1: That well, so now, is a bad sign. So they started Aldridge and Griffin, uh, yeah. Aldridge 26 minutes, Griffin 22. And then uncle JG was the main center off the bench. When you're the Nets, you don't really need another, another, a fourth big man coming off the bench, really. Uh, so, in in that sense, it kind of does make sense there, because I think DJ is the weakest of there. Mm-hmm. I yeah. would like to see Claxton get a little more, uh, but or I also just like, 15, to, like I also, just 15. I also minutes. like to see Uncle JG as their main center. I really do, but hopefully especially, he'll get you lights like that when they get their stars back.
2: He's a lot more versatile, and just on the offensive side, he can space the floor, and then on the defensive side, he can guard other fives, and just his uh the veteranship that he's had going through the playoffs but i'm just asking for 12 to 15 minutes from Clax. he doesn't need 20 to 25 you know doesn't need to start i mean all just's pick and roll defense did look a little bit impressive in this game a little bit better than i thought coming in so i mean if he can keep that up then yeah you're gonna continue to play him but i mean just and then you you, you got bruce brown there too and he's slotted into where katie is and so i just it's a good problem to have. Steve Nash better figure it out,
1: which I think he ultimately will. So, uh, last game for the uh, for the Easter Sunday uh, Hawks and Warriors was the best game probably. Uh, Hawks prevailed one seventeen to one eleven. Uh, Curry at thirty seven and made all his shots, unless you count the nine threes he missed. And Steph Curry, wanna be Trey Young, also struggled, going three for eleven you. from the field. Uh, Clint Capella had twenty four and eighteen, another monster game. Uh, thoughts here? I believe you both caught a good chunk of the game, right?
0: watch the highlights
1: oh my bad
2: this i uh i watched sucks. Lightyear's twitter dismantled. No, this, so
0: this sucks this is stupid i'm gonna go on like a little i hate steve kerr tangent but take i take it away he, penny he's so oh boy uh he just doesn't know what he's doing with a team that like requires some sort of like winning goal like He's been blessed with, oh, we want to win. We have a winning team. We want to lose. Well, we got a bunch of losers. And now he's in this position where he's like, okay, I actually have to coach this team to win. He's not doing that. And it's showing. They're starting to just, they're just starting to go down and down. And we blame it on Curry. We can blame it on the injuries all we want. But now here we are playing Wiseman 17 minutes. And these aren't even good 17 minutes. Like he comes in the game and he knows if he messes up once, he's done for the night. He I think he gave up a layup and then he just he was just in there for five minutes because they couldn't like get a timeout or like a dead ball possession. And he was just giving up on defense. It was horrible. It was one of the worst things. Like, I don't understand. Like this team isn't they just don't look motivated beside Curry and Draymond. And <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of scrutiny going on in Golden State. But I really think that Steve Kerr's the reason for it. Like the Hawks shouldn't have won this game. Trey Young struggled.
2: Up on the Steph needs help train. Truth no, I'm you? not gonna hop on. The, no, no, Steph, no, needs no,
0: he, Steph needs, Steph new needs coach, a new coach. needs a new coach. Yeah,
1: we don't need. That's help. true. I, so I well, as much as I, I say Steph like needs a do it on his own. Da 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 da. Steve Kerr is the main issue because yeah, Wiseman East. I was talking to Cody, uh, my little brother. And we're watching. We're watching on Easter Sunday, you know. And he, I'm like, yeah, that's their, that yeah, was their second. That was their second overall pick. He's like, oh, he looks pretty solid. I'm like, yeah, this is not how to be coached, though. He, for, I think it was second or first or second play of the game. Put back dunk. Then he was he was had pretty good shot selection. He was kind of he was missing the gimmies, but he you know pull it for a mid-year or so. And then yeah, he ends up only playing eighteen minutes, a little a, a tick under. I mean, it, he reminds me of like like watching Last Chance U. Like he has all that potential, but like he just like, like they he's just, the Joe Hampton. They of go
0: the NBA. too small. Yeah.
2: <laughs> they they go too small way too often because. Uh, Wiseman and Looney combined for Clint 34 Capella minutes. is not
0: a center. Clint Capella is like a <laughs> he, he's just like a dynamic power forward that can't shoot threes. <laughs> There's a reason yeah. he got 18 rebounds.
1: Yeah, Steve has not had a coach this kid. Like, it, you hit so, it right on the nose. He's, he's like, What? Well, I don't know if we're winning or losing. Play your best players and see what happens. You don't have yeah. to pick, you just play your best players. And you, you drafted Wiseman for a reason. You got it. Yeah. You got it. If you were if you're gonna play with a basketball, trade the pick, George.
2: If you're like it's it's just an organizational thing too. I don't even solely blame Kerr. It's just the the construction and just you know if you want to develop more, you're you're gonna want to play guys like Pool, JTA more, Wiseman more, and then but if you're gonna to want to compete more, you're gonna to want to play I don't know Bays more. You're gonna to want to maybe not play Looney because. The guy has like horrible hands inside. I mean, I've seen this guy miss like
0: every. Kevin should
1: be selling life insurance on a street corner. He <laughs> should not have okay. an NBA okay. job. Okay,
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you right there because I don't even think that's true. Because I honestly, genuinely think that if they played their correct lineup for most of the game and they actually had like a rhythm going at the beginning, like they did james wiseman could actually help them compete now like this isn't like a I agree. oh you play him now to like rebuilding like they have a like a legitimate competitive roster they need a like few like edits but it's not like a super super like change that they need see
2: i agree with you now but the reason why i said this is because i think he's just so shot like with confidence wise that i don't even know how much he can help you compete if they brought him in correctly and you know played him the right amount of time and developed him well of course he's going to help them compete he has great you know intangibles look at the lamello situation everyone's like oh why isn't he starting why is he getting benched this that this that the coach properly brought him in properly brought him up through the bench to starting and Jordan. And
0: he well, matured him
1: well I'll, I'll hop in there because i mean you said it Everyone was like, why isn't he starting? And coach is like, we're trying to win games. We're trying to. And like, he, he, it took an injury for LaMelo Le- 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 to get into the starting lineup. So, like, I think the approach was pretty similar. Uh, but, I mean, the difference I mean, the Hornets coach was they They, both they had a shorter leash on LaMelo. Le- it yeah, it, both leash. had shorter leashes, but Lamella was a trajectory for his minutes who went it went pretty steadily up. Mm-hmm. Wiseman is a roller coaster, and that's the big problem there.
2: But see, when uh, Devonte Graham went down with an injury, Lamella was like, "Okay, it's my time now." it's am I getting fifteen minutes? Yeah, you know, or am I getting
1: twenty eight? So, uh, I'll go to the Hawks real quick because uh, a little graphic popped up on the screen. You know, national TV, we get the good stuff. Uh, month of March, I'm sure you guys uh, might have seen this too. Uh, so. They named Nate McMillan. It works out perfectly. The first of March was their coach. Yeah. Uh, in March, when an eight-game winning streak, uh, best since you know the the Jazz season they had in 2015. Uh, allowed second fewest points per game during the month, which is 105 because we live in 2021. Uh, third fewest, third lowest opponent field goal percentage in the East, and second best point differential in the East. Uh, so they're playing defense with a team that has Trey Young on it, and this is a you know, a season that's been mostly without DeAndre Hunter Huntin or camera. Cam yeah. with in yeah. Cam Reddish. So I put a lot of that on, I think I don't it's, really, know. it's really two people, which is Clint Capella and okay. Nate, Nate McMillan.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, so good. I mean, this is a different jazz team than we were, you know, Hawks. Oh yeah. sorry. <laughs> <It's different laughs> <You> said, <laughs> he, he really thinks they jazz with the 15 Hawks. Oh, no. um, but yeah, this is a different team than, you know, we saw at the beginning of the year and they're still, you know, battling all these injuries. So, uh, They're definitely going to make the playoffs. So, uh, yeah, let's move on to the halftime report.
2: Let's do it. So, as we know, Drew Holiday signed that wealthy, wealthy extension, four-year maximum contract for $160 million. Um, It's a player option in year four, so three plus one. And we've kind of harped on this. I just want to open floor really for this. How much will it help him? And how important is it overall just to have, you know, their top three locked up in, you know, the past years, they had a lot of uncertainty about what was happening going forward. What do you think it does for this team and trying to compete with the other East juggernauts for years to come? I'll start with Lehman. Uh,
1: it kind of reminds me of the, uh, the Paul George deal, which is we gave up half of our picks in the next decade. We have to lock them up or else we just lost. We just got a rental. Um, I don't like the 40 mil uh, <laughs> drew holiday, top three, guard defender in the league but 40 mils a lot of money um but like i said need to be done and yeah it really does give a level of certainty to you know have your top three guys locked up like that and then as far as you know the whole thing was like it's an a plus deal if they get drew if Giannis reups and he did re so that means he liked drew and you know drew had this good weekend here where he was playing defense and the one without Giannis. so yeah overall pretty solid it helped uh Before I get to Josh,
2: it just helps keep their window open a little bit more because, you know, with the Nets, they're getting a little bit older, more injured, you don't know what could happen. Harden is a free agent in two years. So, yes, Josh, I said that. So it keeps their window open for a little bit longer, which is good for Milwaukee. So let me hear what you have, Josh, because I know I just pissed you off a
0: little bit. Nets getting old?
2: Well, those injuries
0: on KD ain't making him younger. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, all right, I mean, all right. Old I and guess. fat. I get I, Harden's gonna be fat for the rest of his. He career. plays. He
2: plays like he is um, in the best shape of his life. Honestly, even if he looks fat.
0: Honestly, this deal uh, is just as worth and has as much value as the trade package they're gonna have to get when Giannis asks for <laughs> demands for a trade to the Dallas Mavericks in two to three years. So whatever they get for Drew Holiday, when they decide to blow it up, then then we'll see how how valuable this uh the three and one is very good though. Obviously he's going to take it because it's forty million, but you know just just in case you never know.
1: You can always manipulate to get you know technically bird rights on him because you know it's forty mil off the cap, so you can sign someone that he accepts and all that. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean Lehman kind of hit it on the nose. Like it's just one of those like you got to do it deals. I mean, hey, who knows? Who knows?
2: By that by that fourth year, the cap could spike incrementally next year, and you know, sixty million dollar deals now, might be now, by now. Now
0: without fans,
2: <laughs> that is true. Moving on, another blow to the Hornets' season. Gordon Hayward will unfortunately miss four weeks with a right foot sprain. So at this point, I don't know where they are in the standings. I'm gonna go look at that right now. I they got you. Are, I got you. Continue. Okay. So whatever they are in the standings, I want to know.
0: They're sixth. Do you have the this game
2: part, up on
1: the Knicks at the plan?
2: Okay, so what? do you think they have enough to compete, or this is just more a shut it down sting operation? Because with all the injuries, maybe they want to get a higher pick that they can surround with their core currently. Josh, what no. do you think about that? No, um,
0: no, because uh, they are four and a <laughs> half games ahead of the 10th seeded Chicago Bulls. They would have to lose every single game, I think, and the Bulls would have to win every single one for this to for that to be close. I don't think it's a washed year. I think we've we got a good sample size of what they could be. Uh, I think this is just a keep fighting with what you got, and we just kind of got hit with in, the injury bug, unfortunately. And then next year, just ramp up with same team, maybe tweak a few tweak a few things but this team has shown some pretty bright spots and have kind of showed that they have a young core so i i don't think it's like a panic thing it's just an unfortunate timing
1: yeah it's uh, it's too damn late to tank for a pick they are more than 10 games up out of last seed east 10 games josh is talking about you know chicago you're still in the play-in and i think <laughs> you get we also need to realize like, like
0: another two games spot.
1: <laughs> you guys mentioned like we, you put in the chat like grip gordon hayward i thought dude was out for the whole season it's four weeks guys i mean i know that's most of the season left but it's still you know they can stay afloat in the east for sure uh i i don't i don't have them securing a top six anymore uh so that opens up a spot for either probably boston because they have the most talent in this playing squad right now um but yeah Sh- charlotte would definitely be in the play-in and i'd maybe able will stay above teams like the what that did I mess it? Oh no! Oh, no, yeah, it was no. me. <laughs> um, yeah, I think they left, you know, hover on the plane. There's no, they literally can't tank the season. It's too, they're too, they're too far in. Yeah. Um, so our last point here, Rondé
2: Hollis Jefferson is signing with the Portland Trailblazers, and it's something that Lehman and I have been echoing a lot throughout the season of what Portland needs: a solid wing defender, finally to sit next to robert covington so he doesn't have to look back on his own and see that he has four traffic cones behind him uh lehman i'll start with you since we've been advocating for this do you (laughs) like this move i know it doesn't move the needle that much because it's not like you know he's an all
1: nba uh wing defender but what do you think about this move um i mean he's you know he's three and d um last time i really paid attention to him was when he was on the raps which i believe was last year um i feel like he's bounced around a few teams on 10 days uh, mm-hmm. I could be wrong, but hopefully you know he can give them some contributions. Uh, you know, like like I was saying, you know he he's probably around. He's probably a little worse than Derek Jones Jr. Uh, so maybe he'll come off the bench, maybe fill that mm-hmm. uh that that defender void they need.
0: Josh, what you think? Okay, yeah, not a good three point shooter in the slightest. The guy cannot shoot a three point. They have enough offense life. at
1: least. <laughs> I know he was horrible yeah. in his first years. Does he still suck? Because they're so his, shame on him His me.
0: his career three point. Twenty-one percent. His last yes. year with Toronto, thirteen <laughs> percent. Oh, shame on me. Yeah, shame on me. Thank you. <laughs> oh, so he's a- okay. He's he is he is purely defense. Um, You're lucky. This is this is kind of what I've harped on with free agency. <laughs> Honestly, that it's it's right idea, but just underwhelming signing like oh yeah we need defense but oh yeah (laughs) here comes the hero Rondé Hollis Jefferson like no they just got a bar is the
2: floor with them and they slightly raised above the floor the the
0: bar is the floor for everybody that makes a free agent signing that's not named the Brooklyn Nets everybody everybody else It's, it's just like, it's just one of those things like free agency, like during the season is just, is extremely boring. This might be one of the more entertaining ones just because the Brooklyn Nets are scooping people up like ice cream and drumming
1: and and drumming. I mean, that was a pretty big one too. Yeah,
0: that was a pretty big one. But I mean, this is just one of those like right idea underwhelming.
2: Yeah, it doesn't move the needle, but it's a need they have. And, you know, they don't need offense with him. so that's good. I don't
1: think he'll get playing time. That's the thing. I, like,
0: yeah,
2: you might I get like on minutes, this. Let's hope Max. he
1: gets. they need some defense. But like, and why sign him? Why sign him? Why sign him for giggles? Him? 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 The t- everyone's always going down for the Blazers, bro. Like you need bodies. It's like,
0: it, it's like George. It's like when somebody complains about like racial diversity and a new company and they hire someone to do like little minuscule paperwork. It's the same thing word okay okay so let's let's move
1: on here and lehman take us home yeah thank god josh mentioned the uh indian receptionist for some reason uh but uh, why did you
0: put a label on it It could have been any race it's not like it's not like
1: a first one to come to mind um that was the halftime god that was so fun uh but we're gonna end it off <laughs> we're gonna end it off here uh top 10 point cards this season uh like i said we're gonna kind of you know go through this. It'll probably be top five shooting guards next. I know shooting guards will be next week, but like how many shooting guards are we really gonna talk about next week. But point guards, it's deep. It's loaded. So, so point guards loaded this so week. We went 10 here. Um so just a little caveat. Uh Kyrie Irving shooting guard James Harden point guard. Uh just because that's kind of they said it not us. So we gotta follow the rules. Um and also Ben Simmons point guard. So who wants to start us off here? Uh we're gonna give me your top five first we'll talk about that and then we'll do the bottom five.
0: Mm, I, I guess I'll start. Uh, I have Harden at 1, Dame at 2, Luca at 3, CP3 at 4, and Steph Curry at 5.
2: George. Okay, okay. We all have the same 5, but different orders, and I already know I'm about to be the menace to society with Steph number one, 1. Damian Lillard 1, Harden 2, Luca 3, Steph 4, CP3 5.
1: Uh, so I have Harden 1, Luca 2, Steph 3, Dame 4, and CP three five.
0: Wow, four. Dame five. Can I can I get like a reason to Dame that? Four. Dame four. Dame four. Can, yeah. can I get a reasoning for that?
1: For which specific?
0: Okay, Dame. so you have no. Hold on. Well, you have Steph and Dame. You have Steph three, correct?
1: Yeah, they're neck and neck. BS. I did pick Steph three.
0: So even though Dame, they have the same stats, and Damian Lillard missed CJ McCollum for most of the year and they have a better record than Golden State, I find it very difficult to put Steph Curry above Damian Lillard.
2: It's also uh, I find interesting. Very, I, find,
0: I find it very difficult to put Luka Doncic over Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard's having a phenomenal season. He's and having he's a, him credit. a
2: MVP candidate season. And it's also interesting because Lehman literally was hating on Steph in our group chat five minutes before we started recording. Oh, three for 12. Oh, he hasn't played bad. He needs to play better. And he has him above Dame, who is a – solidified MVP candidate who is probably going
1: to finish top three, if I'm going to be real with you. So, so as far as defending Steph, uh, we just talked about, and I did kind of cover my ass here saying it's Steve Kerr's fault over Steph's. Uh, this has been a very, very intense season for Steph Curry. He's, you know, he's, he's not in the, he's not my table for MVP. Um, and Dame is, but I'll tell you this. Um, Steph has dealt <laughs> with a much more tougher season just okay, battling. that's
0: great, but he, but you're giving he's him pity producing.
1: points. You're giving him pity points. I'm saying he's dealt with it better.
0: How has he dealt with it better? Damian Lillard missed C.J. McCollum the whole year and Nurk, and, and his and starting center and they're six. Okay, they're okay. Six. okay. Enos Kander's putting
1: out 15 and
2: 15. Okay, Ennis Kander because of Damian Lillard. Lillard, Lillard. You're literally the one who has said 15 and 15 is meaningless for a basketball player.
0: Well, that's an nope. Andre Drummond's case. Nope. And it's <laughs> Ennis- Cantor's putting up 15 and 15 and giving up 25 and 20. So I, he's just... So it's, it's just not efficient negative.
1: at all. It, it, it's no, nothing. I, okay. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, we're getting off track here, but Enos Cantor's yes. played yeah. better than Nurk has this year. So the yeah, whole okay. Nurk injury thing. Give another thing.
0: It's point guards.
1: But, I mean, I think we, we're, we're kind of leaving out. He's also missing his starting all-star shooting guard, Clay Thompson. So I know it's hard to adjust to not having it. So a point that's there fair. for Dame. But he's also missing a lot of players there. He only has Draymond there, really, honestly. And he's dealing with Steph Curry, not Steve Curry, not knowing how to play anyone. This okay. whole season, they don't know how to. So I guess you could say, yeah, pity points. Sure, I could keep going on about this, but if you if you want to label it pity points, That's fine. fine. But he's still been playing very, very well. Um, I yeah. do think he, you know, I've been, I, would be, you know, a hypocrite here if I said, you know, oh, we need he, he do do more. He doesn't have enough help. Or no, I, I'm saying he has enough help. He's not doing enough. But. Kelly Oubre is the one guy I hate, and he's not, Wiggins is the only guy who's really been showing up for them. It, besides Draymond, who has more assists and points this year, uh, but that kind of sh- shows just how much they need Steph. That Steph sits out, they lose by fifty three. Yeah. You know, so I'm fair not points. I'm not saying Dame is not important to the Portland Portland Trailblazers, and that's why I have no, no, him no, no, you know no. higher because you know the whole CJ thing it makes more sense for voters. You but Steph that. that's fine. Steph ha- does have a worse supporting cast than Dame, and that's fair. You know, he's kind of having to persevere through that. I
2: mean, Steph is yeah. putting up. 2016 MVP like numbers, so I can't totally, you know, argue with you. So good points all around. Uh,
1: did you want me to talk about Luca at all over Dame?
0: No, that's fine. No, I mean, I, 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 I George, all and I, I really, just been I mean, valuing Dame's I mean, yeah. season
1: as, as far as Luca goes, he just averages, you know, it, it's yeah. the all around game for me. That's really it. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, and we all have in one, right?
0: No, I have George has Dame. George has Dame one.
1: Do you want to talk about? I don't have a debate for you, Jordan. Josh you basically you,
0: covered everything. What upset
2: about about Dame? And I just feel like Harden
0: is the got, MVP.
2: That too. He I, is, he, not, he is
0: the not. MVP. I,
2: I, I hold. I hold a little bit on Harden for reasons, but Harden's been absolutely <laughs> incredible. Bulls are
0: just upset that he struggled once five years ago against the Spurs in the playoffs and haven't let go of it since.
1: Anyways, are we so going I, back to the second? I mean, we could I must... go on onto the second leg. Who uh, wants do you guys to start? Want to serpentine or start with then Josh George and me. Um,
0: we well, we'll we'll can the same. serpentine. So I'll oh, okay, okay.
1: Okay. So I got Simmons at six, uh, Russ at seven, Darren Fox at eight, Trey Young at nine, and John ja Morant at ten.
0: Oh wow. Ooh. George, George go ahead. Uh oh. Okay. Simmons at six. Of...
2: Trey at seven. Darren Fox at eight. Drew Holiday nine. And last but not least, Jamal Murray. Okay.
0: Ooh. Ooh.
2: This is going to be a lot interesting. All
0: lot right. Interesting. Oh, man. I have Fox at six, Simmons at seven, Trey Young eight, uh, Drew Holiday – oh, sorry, Jamal Murray nine, Drew Holiday ten. But I did forget John Morant, uh, who's been having an underrated season, so I think I'm actually going to take out Jamal Murray. That's fair. And put uh, holiday nine jaw ten. The
2: thing with Jaw is his shooting numbers have been a little bit inconsistent for what I would have wanted to see out of him. He's been uh, underrated for sure, so I'm not mad that you took out Jamal. And his at the same has point, been worse. Than he's Jha, been a little man. bit worse, but his numbers overall are very very good. That's why I have him at ten over Jaw.
0: That's fair. But I, Jaw I, is I mean, the
1: main dude. And he, he, he's got a Grizzlies team that. Don't is,
2: discount JV though. JV has been absolutely oh, open nice. this year. JV, JV's nice. JV's he's kind not
0: of, Nikola Jokic. True. But yeah. he's I nice.
1: I know. I mean, it's it's kind of like the, you know, Clint Capella for Trey Young. Like, Clint yeah. Capella nice, but Trae Young the dude. Yeah. So I mean,
0: yeah.
1: uh, that's why I kind of got John there. Um, Josh. I yes. really it, – it's kind of a – I'm not going to attack you for having Fox over Simmons, but I do want to hear your reasoning see if we have the same reasoning of why I was thinking about maybe putting Fox over Simmons.
0: So I like I like Ben Simmons a lot, and I, I had him at six. Uh, like, it was really difficult because he's the dif- – in my opinion, the um, defensive player of the year, like, leader. But – I just think that De'Aaron Fox has just kind of completed himself like this, like they're not winning a lot of games, but he's, he's the complete package at this point. Pause. He just has been a phenomenal, phenomenal for the uh, Kings. He's like their only bright spot, honestly, last couple months. But the thing that kind of just holds me back is just Ben Simmons, lack of offensive and half court sets. Like we can talk about it all we want, but I just don't think that if we're talking just pure point guard, Simmons uh, kind of lacks in the playmaking aspect in the half court set, and he's not really as involved. Whereas like De'Aaron Fox is a constant problem, no matter if he has the ball or if he doesn't. I think he just does a little bit more. Simmons has the stats for Defensive Player of the Year, but Fox is a little bit more of a hustler. It's kind of just I want to give De'Aaron Fox a little bit more credit, but I mean it's I told it totally makes sense to flip him, but that that was my main reasoning was just that. Fox is a bit more of a complete point guard than Ben Simmons is.
1: Yeah. I think Fox gets Brownie points for just doing it in Sacramento, where everyone goes to die. Like yeah. he he's, he's got them on these like six game win streaks or so so has me believing they can make the play in for, for, for all, for all I know. I mean, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't believe the Kings didn't have the year in Fox. So uh, I think it's a little bit of points there. Um, and then for Simmons. Yeah. I, I have him six just because he's really only perimeter guy uh, since Kawhi really can, 10 for the defensive player of the year um right. it's mostly you know the Gobert award so I mean,
2: say
1: <laughs> three um, time depoy upcoming this summer baby so up, I'm, i know up. josh left russ out george where do you have russ
2: i have him right outside and do you want me to harp on why
1: or are you see so you both, you both outside, do you both outside your top i top have top?
0: him at like 11 it was yeah. just it was just difficult yeah, yeah. i think
1: yeah, I just put him in that... there because triple double. I'm not too passionate about it. But... The biggest
2: thing for me was like the really, really bad early season part, and it was because of his injuries. It was because of the quad. Like I love Russ. He's one of my he's one of my favorite point guards in, in the league right now, and I just couldn't put him above the other guys like the Drews, the Foxes, the Trey Youngs, and yeah, you got guys like Murray. You got guys like Jaw. You have Lamelo Ball all contending for that tenth one, and just the overall picture with Russ has been kind of shaky and so it, it hurt not to put him there but that's why
1: uh george do you know who, who you have murray over that's on uh my list do you do, do you know i had, him, sure? at 10. I had him at uh, 10 you murray, he
0: has murray over jaw
1: over jaw okay yeah. so we already kind of touched on that yeah. so that's kind of you know it's there do you stand by it george yeah i th- okay th- i think so and then you left russ off for uh for drew holiday i mean fair yeah that's that um only so we do have two guys here um that aren't the guy on their squad unless you count russ uh, but he's not on your guys and that's cp3 and simmons uh and they're both pretty high up do you think that did that play a role at all or their their impact goes far and beyond of where they are ranked, Simmons uh, on the defense and then cp3 just being that floor raiser that you like to use george yeah
0: Okay. Honestly, you could honestly you could genuinely make a case that CP three has yep. become like. Mm-hmm. I the think guy he's the guy, but yeah. yeah. It, but obviously, obviously, like that. I am mean, obviously, obviously Devin Booker's the household name for Phoenix, but right now Chris Paul is kind of like the guy. It's kind of hard to go against that. It's yep. just his effect as a player and his legacy.
1: Well, pretty solid. Uh, if we had Kyrie in there, I think it'd be a little interesting. But it'll be interesting next week seeing where he fits in the two guards. Uh, Kyrie, oh bro, no, I forgot. I have, not, I have not thought too hard about that. Nope. But two is, guards? He the, is he the best two? I don't know. Because Harden's not there anymore. So that's Harden's not there, Clays Out. It, it's, it's, the, it's it's the it's the Spider Mitchell show and Beale show. Um we'll
2: see. It'll be fun. Tune in.
1: Tune in. What's that? The the Wednesday pod? Yeah. yeah. So uh, the, moving on to a look ahead. I think George has a few he George told us to look in the middle of it. And I came prepared. So we're gonna start oh, with boy. you, George. What's your look ahead?
2: I have the Battle of New York coming up and it could be even bigger than it's being portrayed as right now because katie could be back for that matchup and that would be a lot more fun to see i don't believe we saw him the first time around believe he was still out so a more complete Nets squad versus you know the new york knicks who are arguably playing their best basketball in what nine years eight years
1: since 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 the mellow run
2: yeah so it came down to the wire last time. The Nets, or I mean, the Knicks' defense was really, really good in in the clutch time. They almost came back. So I'm looking forward to see how they guard Brooklyn again.
1: Yeah, hopefully, Joe's Reynolds try and fight a ref this time, but it was kind of warranted. <laughs> Get so. Scott Foster away from that arena. Uh, Josh heads or tails? Tails. All right, I got Blazers clips uh, 7 p.m. on Tuesday. Uh, pretty important for the standings here. Blazers six, Clippers three, but only two games separated. So this could really, you know, I don't believe the, uh, the Lakers place that they, that could kind of put a, a three game, you know, kind of stale st- stalemate stalemate. I don't know.
0: Didn't Lakers to play played Toronto earlier that day.
1: They do <sighs> Mike catch an L, but if Lakers win that one, that would be a very interesting, you know, kind of, kind of cluster there. So that'd be a lot of fun. Uh, also, you know, just not any standings. Blazers Clips should be a good time.
0: All right. I guess I'll finish it off. TNT 430 on Tuesday. We have Joel Embiid who will play because it's not a back-to-back against the Celtics who cannot seem to find a (laughs) consistent rhythm, whether it be they win too much or they lose too much. They are sitting at 500. This is interesting because I don't know who the Celtics are going to start at center, and uh, I love uh, you uh, know no. me, you know me, I love this is, this is a lose lose for me, honestly, because I love watching Joel and beat abuse uh in teams with no center, but I need the Celtics to get a a decent win because I need to keep pushing that narrative. So they lost out on Drummond and this is gonna be the game where it shows that how uh, they should have gotten some sort of big man. <laughs> it's Mo it- Wagner good? <laughs>
1: I hope Mil-Vog- not.
0: Mo Wagner is going to let Joe Embiid score forty. If in I'm Mo Wagner,
1: minutes. I'm calling in sick with the mumps, bro. I am not going and to the play MB- Embiid flu.
0: The Embiid yeah. flu. I am
2: happily fouling him every time he comes down that Did court.
0: Did you guys feel like the
1: Celtics were playing better last, like s- since the trade deadline? Because they they're five hundred since the trade deadline. But I could have sworn they're playing a lot better. Well, they were, and the, they
0: were, and then they started just struggling, and then they just kind of plateaued. Well, they're
1: on, oh. they're on when, uh, went two right now, but they're five and the last ten. Like yeah, you but said, they can do the perfectly they, like, th-
0: they win like three or four sneakily and then they'll lose three or four. Here's up. a catch
2: though. A lot of teams, especially ones that are have a lot of rumors going on the trade deadline, seem to have that, you know, pressure released off of them and play a lot better for a few games. You know, we've we've seen it time and time again. And the Celtics were rumored to be in a lot of deals, did make a deal you didn't know, Marcus Smart didn't know if he was being dealt, you know, Andre Drummond, they were potentially trying to get, and Boogie too, Almo Stange, baby. So <laughs> I, I feel like it was a little bit of a release of pressure. So that's why they won a few games. So we'll see if that continues,
1: which I don't think it will, but yeah. They got to axe Brad Stevens to they get that like plus five game uh, boost for that. Anthony Street.
0: Don't say, don't say axe Brad <laughs> they gotta Stevens. They got to axe and
1: they can get that plus, plus five dollar attributes for those that, those five games and they move up into anything that's not the plan uh but that's gonna do it for tonight's episode thanks for watching and listening you like what you make sure to follow us at t2 percent on Instagram and twitter and say what's up again to get a response because george and our carl lack without his phone he's on his phone right now the positive is even over he's just on his phone right now but um besides that thanks for an OG and uh take care everyone